Hello, dear ones. It is December. Oh, exhale, end of 2018. So I have a lot that I want to go over in this December, just me and you, just you and me. Um, I took notes. Yay. Okay. And here's how I'm going to frame this episode, which feels so awesome and in alignment. First thing I want to say is This will actually, I'm going to do two more episodes this year and then we'll be done for the year and I'm taking a break. It's only December 4th live time, but I'm taking a break and you'll see why I'm actually revamping the framework of the podcast, the name of the podcast and going into season two, I'll call it, which will be a different version of the podcast. I'm really excited about. I'm not going to talk about that today, but this is the end. I'm closing out the Soulful Self-Care sessions um, with this December Me and You. And the the last episode I'll do this year is a year in review of all the podcasts and kind of talk about uh, memories and moments um, that were funny and great and wonderful and hard. Um, And in the year in review, what I'd also love is if you guys look at your Anchor app right now, if you're listening to it on a phone, you can record a voice message. So here's my plan. I want you guys to take this next week um, and record voice messages for me, from me, to me, so that I can add them into the episode. So here's what I want you to tell me. What's your favorite episode? What was your favorite teaching? What's your favorite takeaway? Um, I want your voices to be on the year in review, and I'm so super excited about this. So hopefully, um, I really hope that you'll reach out and record a little voice message and let me know what you're thinking so that we can put the year in review. I'm planning on recording the year on review December 15th. So if you could all send me those messages uh, before that, right on the Anchor app, if you look at Um, the top, it says record a voice message. Okay. So do that for me. And I'd love to hear what were your favorite episodes? What were your favorite guests or moments? Uh, what did you learn and why are you here? So, or just say hello. That will be cool too. And you'll all, whoever leaves messages will be guests on the year in review. Okay. So that's super fun logistics. Next thing I wanted to say that I told you was that I wanted to frame this, um, Uh, just me and you in terms of something I actually teach. So I teach the four desires, which is a tantric yoga teaching about yoga, about meaning and fulfillment of your life. Okay. It comes through, I have learned it from Rod Stryker who wrote the book called the four desires and the workbook and the meditations. Um, What he teaches is something I teach all my private clients Uh, that we see the world through four aims or four lenses. And when we're aware of these four aims and four lenses and four areas of our life, that we can live a more skillful, meaningful life. Here are the four areas for those who this is new for. And for those who this is old news, it's a good refresher. Number one, dharma. So what is your purpose? What is your meaning? What are you showing up for? What do you bring your attention to? Number two is Arta, uh, which is money, career, energy, value, wealth. How do you make your dharma happen? How do you keep the flow of your home, um, of money, of energy, of your service, of all the areas of dharma? What is the Arta? And that's usually more focused towards sort of career or 
financial worth. But also, it kind of depends on your situation. So don't put it in a box. Just think of Artha as kind of uh, energy around value and wealth. And when I say wealth, I mean the classical definition, which is well-being in all areas, okay? Uh, Kama is the next one, is the next area or aim that we look at. And Kama is pleasure. That's our fun. That's our joy. What do we do that's so joyful and pleasurable? What passions do we have? Number four is moksha. This is your spiritual connection, your freedom, your liberation, your connection to source and self, okay? Or beyond self, really, connection to source that moves through you, through spirit, okay? So dharma, artha, kama, moksha. So I'm going to give you this December, just you and me, through the four desires of my life. Um, So the first thing I wanted to go over that's really cool is in Dharma, one of the things that I did in July at uh, a planning retreat that we had at my house for the Thrive Squared, which was our year-long course last year. It's moving into Lola. Uh, Lola will become uh, similar. It's based on the Thrive Squared model. But in Dharma, (laughs) um, one of the things that came up was uh, what I noticed was in July, I had this planning retreat and I had all these women here and we wrote letters to ourselves dated 12-31-18. Over the weekend, we had our finale retreat for the year-long class, the live gathering, and we opened our letters. So I'm going to read to you what I had dated 12-31, so to my future self, but I said it in July. Thank you, 2018. So this is a letter to 2018. Thank you. You gave me so much strength. I truly had my cake and ate it too. I loved turning 40. What will 41 bring? Question mark. I finished the Soulful Self-Care Workbook. Note to self, I'm still working on it. I published 30 episodes of my podcast. Note to self, I published closer to 60. I went to Orange Theory Fitness three times a week and my body feels amazing. Note to self, I went to Orange Theory four, five, six times a week and my body feels amazing. I am six months sober. Note to self, yes, I am. I am proud of myself. Um, so that was my little, my little cheerleader note to myself with the goals that I wanted to finish. And so what I want to point out for Dharma, in this case with the letter to self, is that I sort of set the stage in July for what was going to be really important to me in all of the areas. So the movement, getting strength, um, really staying consistent with the podcast, and then also keeping the head down for the workbook. This is dated 1231.18. Like I said, we made we wrote them in July for our future self, and today is December 4th. And I'm actively, like literally after I public after I record this podcast, we'll be going back to working on the Soulful Self-Care Workbook. So the area that I did not yet finish. I'm very focusing on finishing by that deadline. We'll see. I'm not going to push myself to make it happen because it's really not, I don't need to like lose sleep over it, but I do want to finish it because I'm excited about getting this workbook into the hands of my past clients and future clients. But what I love about the Dharma piece was the focus of the different areas in the letter. And now that I'm at that, I'm like, wow, I set the stage. I set myself up to be really successful. Um, I set myself up to really be realistic in what I'm doing and be present with what I'm doing. The Dharma 
um, content area in for desires language, tantric language, is really about asking, are you present in your life? Are you present with what you're doing? Um, another area where I'm thinking about in terms of Dharma, it, because family life is right, is very, very important, important part of my Dharma right now. And um, personally, we're going through, we've been going through some stuff because uh, Sailor, some kids in Sailor's class have been making fun of her for being dyslexic and writing notes about her dyslexia being contagious. And there's a lot of drama right now between some girlfriends and uh, she doesn't know, some friends stopped talking to her and she says she doesn't know quite why and then she's having this dyslexia issue and uh, girlfriend's getting up and being strong and she's not letting it get her down um, because I, I'm sort of hold the space for her to have her own experience. And then when I'm just thinking or journaling about my own life, I'm noticing that, you know, Sailor going through stuff, of course, as her mama, like uh, it does affect me, not in terms of, you know, I'm not like not getting out of bed over it, but I care for my daughter. And when she's suffering, it hurts me. So I'm just aware that, uh, again, for part of my purpose right now, part of my growth is really about that separation that I think all parents go through, especially as you move more towards the teen years, letting them have their own experience and not getting caught up. And listen, like I'm navigating that. Do you reach out to parents of kids when your kid says they're hurt? Do you not? Do you let them have their own experience? Like this is all new territory. Um, And because I'm so relational and communication is very important to me, um, I, of course, want to have communication about all of it, and I'm just trying to follow her lead. Um, in terms of my dharma, also, the bigger picture stuff, and this, when I was thinking about sharing this with you, I'm not sure which category it fits in, whether it's dharma or moksha, which is the spiritual freedom, because I noticed something in our school recently around race that was coming up that was extremely um upsetting to me and I had to or I didn't have to but I scheduled a meeting with the principal to give her some feedback and to give her some of my concerns um, of some racial issues that I'm seeing at our school and this was extremely difficult because I went into the conversation without any answers and I really like to be a problem solver and I don't like to complain without any answers but for this particular situation I really needed to bring some of the issues that I was seeing to her attention but I don't have the answers I more wanted to have a conversation and so part of my dharma pleasant saliki is speaking up communicating when when I see something out of alignment or disruptive or upsetting to ask questions And as much as I sort of sometimes wish I could be someone who buries her head in the sand because that seems so much, quote unquote, easier, that's actually not my dharma. My dharma has always been to speak up. My dharma has always been to hold the hands of those who need a louder voice, to lift, to rise, to hold together, to ask uncomfortable questions. And in this particular case, the uh, principle was not surprised by some of the, the comments that I had and also was grateful that a parent was bringing this to her attention. And when I 
sort of apologize for it, you know, saying, I, I wish I had answers. You know, she said, I just wish more parents would bring these kind of issues to my attention um, because they're not academic based. They're more community. And she, you guys, she, she like really looked at me in my eyes and she said, this is the work of our community. And so I really honor that um, sort of back and forth is that I don't have the answers. I'm not trying to say I do. I just know that I saw some things that I was really uncomfortable with. And instead of keeping it quietly to myself or complaining about it to a friend or friends, which I did before I went and took the action, um, or not complaining, just kind of commenting on what I was seeing, um, I went to the principal and there's actually a little bit of a plan that's being put in place. So how we stand up and align in our life is part of our dharma. Okay, next area is artha, energy towards money and finances and how we support our dharma and our mission. So for me, uh, you know, so much of the dharma piece that I spoke about earlier was around circling these retreats and the groups and the sacred circles and the women and Thrive Squared, which is all awesome. And all of this from an Artha perspective is a total change of business plan in 2019 towards moving all towards Lola community. LolaCommunity.com went live today. It's not the big fancy finale site. It's literally, you know, this is a beautiful invitation and opening and welcome to our site, but it's good is good enough. Meaning I didn't go do a bunch of rebranding and all of that kind of stuff. I really did the best that I could do to keep it super simple. So lolacommunity.com is now live. The pre-enrollment for our Thrivers, because Thrive alumni get early access and discounted pricing and are invited first. So that happened today. Um, Artha is my big growth area. Like my entire business model and branding, so much of that is changing in 2019. I'm closing down private mentoring. I'll tell you why another time. There's a whole reason. I'll probably write about it. Um, I'm focusing on Lola. I'm focusing on growing an academy for women. Holy crap. I can't believe this. I'm so scared. It's so awesome. This Thursday and Friday, I'm going to a two-day training for women in technology, the business behind launching something like Lola. I'm looking for investors. I'm going to a pitch fest. Like I don't know any of the outcomes of this. I'm just putting myself in new rooms and new conversations because I want to really reach women who feel the desire to have some community and skills and be taught some of these practices uh, beyond, uh, what we're able, what I'm able to do. I mean, I think that's really it when I'm looking at Artha and exchange. Oh, there's so much investment wise in terms of education and technology that I need to grow the type of community that I want to have and the depth of community that I want to have. And I realize that I need help. And so going to this tech training while I am still building out semester one is so awesome. And I just, my whole energy has been really focused on Artha lately in terms of what, how is this all going to work? I'm letting go of my class at American University to focus. I'm creating um, a few really super specific offerings for our community based on what I'm seeing the needs are that I think will be really powerful. So I just really do feel like my dharma, my purpose has not changed. I am still serving women. I'm still teaching spirituality 
integrated with science, integrated with uh, really interesting metaphysical principles and experiments. I'm still teaching the principles of yoga, Ayurveda, meditation, Buddhism, uh, through the lens of positive psychology and evidence-based practices. But so the Dharma is the same, the Artha is what's changing. So I'm just really aware of that's, that's where my growth is right now. Um, okay, comma. <laughs> this is pleasure. And what I'm experimenting with and have been since I quit, this is a, this is a real, uh, this is a kind of dark shadow for me to talk about publicly, but uh, I don't know how not to tell the whole truth when this comes up. So the pleasure piece is challenging because six months into sobriety, I realize how much joy and pleasure drinking culture brought me. So going out with friends for wine, having a delicious bottle of wine, having this uh, dinners with drinks, like so much of my pleasure was wrapped around alcohol. And now the alcohol has come out for six months. I realize that I don't have a lot of pleasure beyond that. And here's why. I have really beautiful relationships with my kiddos. We laugh, we play, we understand each other, we love each other to death. I, I really get them and they get me and we have fun and play together. So I get a lot of pleasure through my relationships with my kids right now. Um, I absolutely am obsessed with what I do for work. I love the reading. I love the studying. I love the teaching. I love the women. So that brings me a lot of deep pleasure, meaning, purpose, and fulfillment. Um, and uh, my other relationships, my best friends, Chris and Mayor and Anna, I mean, Megan, you know, I have really deep, beautiful relationships that bring me a lot of pleasure, but they tend to be rather intense. Like I'm not a very lighthearted, I'm not always a lighthearted person. I have a lot of intensity and Enneagram continues to teach me. I'm going to do an Enneagram episode in 2019. So watch for that. Um, continues to teach me how my intensity is part of my superpower and my strength because my Enneagram type has shifted again. I really notice I'm so much more a four uh, in terms of wanting to be unique, in terms of intensity of emotions, in terms of talking about deep, dark emotions. So I am really stepping into that four on the Enneagram, which is, um, again, they tend to be the sort of creatives who are wrestling with big questions. <laughs> so I don't know how I didn't see this before, but I didn't. Um, so this ever evolving inner life that's expanding in order to profoundly shift my outer life has happened and continues to happen. But without alcohol, I don't know what brings me pleasure besides all of that. I have such an integration of work, life, home, career, writing, pleasance, like all of these are very integrated for me. So I'm in an experimental phase. I'm trying to figure out what does bring me joy so is it guitar lessons? Is it tennis lessons? Is it painting? I do like to paint, but I don't love it. I don't like spend hours and hours and can't wait to look forward to it the way I do writing blog posts or writing to you guys or creating podcasts or going on retreat. Um, I love being in nature. I love walking. I love hiking. I love exercising my body, moving my body and so many different ways. I'm a total movement junkie addict. Um, so those all bring me a lot of joy, but I don't know 
about, I'm thinking about and asking myself about the pleasure. One of the things I love about Orange Theory is they play loud, sort of mostly dance music. So when I'm on, and I don't wear the, I've shared this before, I don't wear the heart rate monitors. I just go and I usually go for half class or sometimes a little more. And then I kind of enjoy the breath and the movement and, and then I leave. Um, and one of the things I love about it that brings me joy is I kind of feel like I'm in my own zone and I'm dancing and breathing and moving while I'm either on the treadmill or I'm on the rower and I just have a really joyful experience. Um, and same when I'm home sort of with the kids, like making, doing puzzles or cooking or having dinner, like that brings me a lot of joy. So I'm just asking myself about that pleasure. You know, is it art? Is it, oh, I love music and sleeping at last. I just, I can't stop listening to them, to him lately. I just playing all his music over and over. Um, and I've listened to him for years, but it's like all of a sudden it's bringing me a lot of pleasure, but it is kind of sad and dark, (laughs) like that typical four. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to spend a lot, some time this winter focusing on the pleasure. And last is moksha, which is that spiritual liberation and connection and, and, uh, I have a lot of freedom right now. I have created a lot of freedom. I really value freedom. I spend a lot of time alone um, digesting emotions and uh, listening to source. I spend time walking every day, moving every day, uh, meditating in the morning with writing or podcasts or song. I mean, that freedom and moksha is such a big part of my life. So I feel like that's an area... um, where I'm really, uh, I'm in a good place. I don't need to necessarily do more work there. Moksha in terms of questions for four desires often revolves around like, what do you need to let go of that's holding you back? Where do you feel trapped? And I think I spent a lot of time over the past 10 years really focusing on moksha in terms of asking those questions regularly. So I think that's probably why it's an area where I feel pretty good. Um, So that's my four desires, the letter to self in terms of dharma, really restructuring my whole business in terms of artha, kama, really asking questions about pleasure. Um, Also in dharma, speaking up for what I'm seeing, some race issues at school. Um, Moksha in terms of spirituality feels really solid. Also, as we move uh, through vata season into kapha, which is a little heavier, darker season, um, kapha typically in DC is more of the spring, but there are some kaphic elements right now of that heavy, slow, um, when it's not super windy. So it's kind of a collision of vata kapha. Um, and that tends to be very emotional. So, um, I'm just feeling into that and I'm just kind of honoring the trees, the sky. I'm just being really present with nature right now in terms of how it relates to my inner life, inner and outer relationship. Um, the last thing I wanted to say is I've been thinking of this term, which is really follow flow forward. So what I mean by that is there's a lot right now in terms of fail forward. And I've talked even about failing forward, but what I noticed for my own life is I planned 2019. So I got, um, a month at a glance calendar. I love month at a glance calendars. So I did 2019. I'm trying a new experiment in terms of doing a lot less planning, but I do want to have a sense of rhythm for 2019. So I already have flowed forward with a bunch of yeses for 2019 that I just like my heart races when I think about doing them. So 
I have a trip to California. I have a trip to North Carolina. I have a trip to Florida. Um, so I'm starting to put these flow forwards into place. And if it doesn't feel, I have a trip to go see Just Lively, which I can't wait. All these things in, in, in my heart, if it doesn't feel like a hell yes, I'm not taking action. So I was thinking about how to really sort of close up this episode with thinking about you guys flowing forward, following that into 2019 and really looking for the areas where you feel inspired, taking inspired action so that you can make what I call aligned choices. So inspired action means your body is resonating with a yes as you move towards something. And then the the decisions, the aligned choices, aligned decisions are about that feels good for you right now. And even though something looks good on paper or it might be an opportunity, it doesn't mean it's for you right now. And this is a big part of what I want to teach in Lola and what will develop in Lola is the intuitive practice, asking your guides, calling in support, using your own highest self intuition. These are all the skills we'll be teaching will help you learn how to follow that flow forward more and more and more. But in my own life, I'm just watching that roll out into next year is like watching, seeing in law of attraction, they call it flowing downstream when it's just like, oh, all these things aligned. And that's how the Ayurveda conference, the National Ayurveda conference really felt for me was I went on the site, you know, the the flights were cheap. I found a place to stay that was awesome. It was just kind of like boom, boom, boom. It just all felt like a yes. Then I was trying to, I was looking at this podcasting event and I was looking at flights. And I was looking at dates and you know what? It was feeling tight. And I thought, this isn't, this isn't for me for now. It doesn't mean I'm not going to go. It just means now I, it didn't feel like a flow forward. It felt like a not now or not yet. So I'm just paying attention to that as I plan 2019. So feel free to use that um, strategy. Follow flow forward. Um, I did not talk about, there's a book that I'm reading called Emergent Strategy that I wish every human who's into social justice, organizing community, building organizations, all of that would read. Um, I'd like to do a whole separate conversation uh, on a podcast episode about it. So stay tuned for that in 2019. Um, The other thing uh, is in terms of learning, I'm always encouraging you guys to learn forward. So really looking at 2019 and thinking, what are you going to put your attention or study a little bit deeper? When I used to teach in a classroom, I would focus on one content area a year where I wanted to become more skillful at. So one year I did all of my professional developments in math and one year I did them all in reading language arts and one year I did science. So I want you for your own life to think about what does 2019 look like for you for your own learning. What I shared in a recent um, uh, newsletter was that I am signed up for Ayurveda school for 2019. Yay! Ayurvedic lifestyle coaching. Um, from a divine feminine sacred tantric view, which also aligns with who I am. So that's for a year. What I've been doing, I told you guys about intuitive research on that email as well. And so let me just dig in a little bit here. Um, In terms of intuitive research, what that means for me is that I thought after Ayurveda school, I might be interested in becoming a therapist. And so I reached out to about six or seven therapists I know to have a variety of conversations with them around what does it really mean to be a therapist? What is the price? What is the education cost? What is the day-to-day? What are the fees? What are the associations? What are the professional? Like, what does it mean? What are the credentials? And how would that impact my life? 
So I've had over the past three or four months, I've had probably 10 of these conversations. They've been profound. And as of today, December 2018, I'm actually not going to move forward with a traditional training. It doesn't make sense after I gathered all this information and I spoke to women and I really felt it in my body. I don't think it's the next right step. So I'm going to let go of that for now. I'm going to investigate kind of how I feel really with this Ayurveda next year, the commitment of that. And again, staying focused on Lola community, staying focused on what our students and clients need there, and then really just paying attention to trusting myself that the next right step um, will open for me and I will know what to do and it will be awesome. One of the um, programs I've been looking at is Polarities and Paradoxes. There's a certification program about polarities and paradoxes, and that keeps circling. So I think that might be super interesting. And there's also a spiritual, uh, an intersection of spirituality and feminism uh, PhD program in California. And so I don't know. I look at that sometimes. So my point is to you guys, how are you learning forward? So not only following your flow forward, but also how are you expanding? What are you going to step into and learn more of in 2019 and maybe beyond? I'd love to hear from you because this kind of stuff really resonates. It's just super interesting to me how people continue to really expand in their own life. The area I didn't really get into was around my surrender experiment and social media um, time off. I I have some stuff to say on it, but I think I'm going to hold off on that and just basically uh, maybe do another episode in 2019 about it or uh, write about it. But the end, here's what I want to say as we close out the year. I'm actively making my life smaller. And what I mean by that is that I am starting to really hone down and cut back on the follows and the friends so that I have more focused energy. Also on in social media, I created a new account on Instagram. Actually, it's an old account that I just brought back to life at Pleasance instead of at Little Om Yoga because my life has been so, I think this is part of that comma and like exploring my own pleasure 100 days of pleasure. Maybe I'll do that as an experiment. Oh, that would be fun. Hold on. I'm writing that down. Um, is um, I want to separate myself from Lola. I don't want to be Lola. She is her own person. Her Not her own person. Her own energy. Her own birth. I am birthing Lola. Rita and I are co-parenting her. But um, she's coming through me. But I am not her. And she is going to take a life of her own. She's going to have leadership. She's going to have different kinds of funding, different kinds of technology. I'm just the facilitator. I'm just the vessel from which she's coming through and the downloads are coming through. But Pleasant and Lola are separate. And this is really important as I develop my comma practice, but it's also really important for social media because Pleasant's uh, wants to have space to be playful and show the kiddos and funny pictures that don't have anything to do with the potent teachings and practices of the Lola community. So by making my life smaller, for me, I'm not saying this is how you should do it. I'm saying this is what I'm noticing. It actually meant separating my Instagram accounts so that I can have Lola community at Little Om Yoga, which is really just the practices and teachings, divine feminine, sacred, spirituality, integration, all the stuff we've been teaching. And then at Pleasance, it's just me. It's my life. It's my real life. And sometimes they'll be overlapped and sometimes they'll be separate. 
But the point is the engagement. The point is I'm actively unfollowing people so that I can come down into a smaller sphere so that my energy is honed and contained. And also I feel like I want a smaller life. Like I have a really big external life and I love communication and connection but I also know that in order to to birth Lola and to give her what she needs and to take care of her that some areas of my life need to come become a little bit smaller so as usual if you have any questions or comments please email me pleasant at little ohm Um, I am super excited about the year in review episode, which we'll do December 15th. So please do all your voice memos on the Anchor app before that. And please don't, I mean, please do one. (laughs) I don't want it to be nobody's on. We'll be so sad. Um, But give a a little uh, what you like about the Soulful Self-Care sessions, especially as we close close out the Soulful Self-Care sessions and move into the Lola community podcast. So um, thinking about in your own life, what's happening with your dharma, what's happening with your artha, what's happening with your kama, and what's happening with your moksha. I do have a Four Desires worksheet that goes with the workbook and my private clients. Um, You can also Google uh, Four Desires and get an outline of it. I know Yoga International had a great article about it years ago. So I'm happy to send you what I have for my privates. Just just send me an email and I will um, get it to you. All right, y'all. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. I love you. Om Shanti. Peace to you all.